Archaeologic, the vocalist for Destiny Lab, has joined the antidote for a talk. Glad to have you here, Ark. Thank you so much for having me, David. Appreciate the invite. I know the name Destiny Lab because of the space station, but why choose that for a band name? Ah, yeah, good question. I never knew that that was the uh, space station's name at all. I had no clue about that. So you weren't a space uh, geek? No, not really. I mean, I definitely am into aliens and uh, creatures and that kind of weird paranormal type of stuff, but I wasn't necessarily into NASA and and the space station or anything like that. But I didn't know the, the name. No, the reason I came up with that name is through my whole story, which we can go over a little bit more tonight, I had gone through so many things that I hadn't planned out, but happened to me within my life to bring me to the point where I felt convicted to make music about the subjects that I make that I literally, I felt it was predestined and all these things. God kind of like put me through these things to help expose these things and then also proclaim his name as the answer and the solution. What about giving us the background on Destiny Lab? Like, how did it begin and who's involved? Well, we're a two-man group. My partner's uh, name is Genetics. We actually started making music together way back in the early 90s. And we met in Portland, Oregon at a party where some he was beatboxing in a back room. And somebody says, anybody rap? And so I stepped up and the rest is history, so to speak. <laughs> <laughs> And then uh, we started making music just for fun. I grew up with other friends. Just It seems like everywhere I moved, I would meet a new friend that was into rap music. And I wasn't never necessarily really serious about wanting to do that for a career by any means. I'm not a, a performer type. I just like the music and you know I don't mind a small audience, but I've never been the type of person that wanted to pursue that career. And it just kind of uh, was a tool that I felt would be very, very useful to, uh, to talk about these subjects. Now, I hope you're not offended if I say that Destiny Lab is really a bit of an oddity in the Christian music scene. And it's because of the topics that you guys cover. You don't fit any of the typical stereotypes. Yeah, that's for sure. We're a, we're a fringe genre within a fringe genre. You know, Christian music hip-hop music uh, in itself is fringe enough, but then we're like fringe Christianity, you know? When I first started this music, I, I thought I could get signed by a Christian label or something like that. But now I look back and say, no, 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 no. The stuff that we talk about is way too controversial for most mainstream channels. You know, a lot of the things that we talk about as far as the fallen angels, the book of Enoch, and the alien deception isn't really talked about in most churches, even even though I, I think it definitely should be because it's it's one of the uh, the things that brings the pieces of the puzzle of our reality together to understand it better, I believe. Does that make Destiny Lab then a tough sell? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I never set out, like I said, to be a mainstream hit. I felt like, you know, a lot of the researchers that had inspired me and really woke me up and made me see the world and in, in my reality in a completely different way, but a way that made so much sense that I felt, you know, people need to know about these things. But when I try to talk to somebody about these issues, like, and how they connected, they would either look at me like I was crazy or it would just be so deep 
that it would take too long to explain the entire storyline to lay a foundation to, to let it make any sense to them. So I felt like, how can I present this in a way that can plant seeds to people uh, that would investigate these things more? And I was so astounded by these fringe Christian researchers that were out there, people like uh, uh, Chuck Missler and and uh, Kent Hovind and L.A. Marzulli, Joe Jordan, Gary Wayne, you know, all these people were incredible researchers and they made these things make sense to me. And I thought, man, if other people could just at least hear this, I would think that they could help put these pieces of the puzzle for them together as well. It's just people aren't hearing this information. And so I thought, well, if I can make a song, maybe somebody will hear a three minute song and it'll make them curious. Well, what's the Nephilim and the fallen angels? Let me investigate that, you know? And sure enough, that has been the case. We've had, Dozens and dozens and dozens of people that have contacted me wanting to know more. Many people that have said that it has changed their lives and their entire worldview uh, just through starting out listening to our music. So, praise God. Well, let's talk about that music. I mean, Destiny Lab came out full force in 2010. Two albums in a single year, 18 tracks on each. I mean, that's wild. How was it possible to do that? (laughs) Well, it kind of goes back to in the beginning, I was wanting to get signed by a Christian label. You know, I started making this type of music, I would say in the late 90s, you know, making a few different songs. And then I just was investigating more and more. And in 2004 is when I officially formed the name and the group Destiny Lab. So I was making many, many songs. I made dozens of songs, but I wasn't necessarily putting it together on a CD. I was just, you know, just burning CDs on my computer and maybe sending to people, but I was trying to get a uh, label to take it to that next level. Mm-hmm. And eventually I realized that's not going to happen. And I independently uh, put the CDs together and made all the artwork myself and everything and just did it all on my own through CD baby as a, as kind of my digital distribution. So now I understand the story. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, why don't we get into album number one? with the first song on the evolution antidote the planet of the apes says they want to save the planet but they're doing a rain dance they're going to glorify creation not creator and then they worship what is made and not the maker we felt a kick in the birth pains from hurricane katrina we saw new orleans wiped out like hiroshima you can't be saying that this storm was divine retribution uh no, not necessarily that that storm was, although it's fascinating to see uh, a place like New Orleans is definitely full of occult background and history. Um, and we, we can't also uh, argue with numbers of earthquakes and natural disasters that have been quickening. There is a rise in natural catastrophes over the last few decades and that's something that is a matter of mathematical numbers. So we have to uh, look at the Bible says as far as the increase of those things happening and then look at our reality and at least be prepared for who knows what. God's in control. So uh, he's the one that's allowing these things to happen uh, for one reason or another. And he's going to protect you too when the Yellowstone volcano erupts. Ah, yeah. (laughs) I'm not far from there, so that is always a thought in the back of your head. But 
to me, it's uh, this life is a blink of an eye compared to eternity. You know, whether we live 50 years or 30 years or, uh, you know, 100 years, that's still a blink of an eye in comparison to our eternal life that we're going to be given. So we should live for that. Absolutely. The title, The Evolution Antidote, makes the album focus seem pretty obvious. But why center it on evolution instead of something else? Well, part of my journey was all these different pieces of puzzle from the evolution deception to eugenics to transhumanism to the alien deception, the fallen angels, the occult, secret societies. There's a common storyline here where all these things kind of tie together. And I wanted to lay the foundation that the first kind of part of this deception was laid through the lie of evolution, I believe. Because without the lie of evolution, there wouldn't be the deception of aliens that in there, there's, you know, where there's water, there's life and all these kinds of things that began to happen. Because if you look how these fallen angels and the demonic realm was presenting itself before the time of airplanes and space travel, they were presenting themselves through elves and fairies and folklore like that, you know, but it was the same storyline where these small creatures would come in the night, kidnap women, probe them, and then create uh, these, you know, hybrid offspring changelings, they would call them. And you look at the stories like Rumpelstiltskin and you really dig deep into that mythical folklore. There's a lot of commonalities to the storylines into alien deceptions and alien abduction experiences. And I believe these are the same entities were in different disguises throughout time. The song I Could Be You asks questions. Why don't we treat other people like we want to be treated? Or wear each other's shoes before we get heated? Or walk another's path before we get mad? Well, now it's your turn, Ark. So how do you answer that? Well, you know, it kind of boils down to the uh, foundation of the gospel message and what Jesus taught, you know, love thy neighbor as yourself, treat others as yourself. And I think that's really where it starts in our everyday life is, you know, when someone is approaching you, doing something to you, you know, not only, you know, what would Jesus do, but what would I want done to me? How would I want to be treated? There's a lot of vengeance type mentality, I believe, in our society that is pushed today and that, you know, forgiveness is weak, but forgiveness is the true power. There's no more power than in, in forgiveness. And uh, that's why the gospel message and Christ coming to die for us and pay the penalty for our sins is, is so incredible because it is the truth and we know it deep down in our souls. You also gave album number two, The Original Sin, a theme as well. Well, you know, it goes back to, you know, I had all these different songs and I wanted to show the storyline and the progression of this deception. And where it really started is in the Garden of Eden, when the serpent told Eve, if you eat of this fruit, ye shall be as gods. And this is where, you know, that original sin is where the lie of evolution began. That's where the idea of transhumanism, the idea that we're evolving, getting better, and eventually through our technology and our own um, intellect, we will be able to raise ourselves to a godlike status. This has been the lie throughout time. And if you look at every secret society, and even if you look at the cults, like the Heaven's Gate cult or the Jim Jones cult, Every one of these groups is their foundation in one way or another teaches a twist on the 
original sin deception that man is God. All you need to do is look within. All you need to do is find some sort of secret knowledge or do some sort of secret ritual works. And that will be the thing that enlightens you into a godlike status. That promise enlightenment. I believe these things are all carrots on a stick to nowhere. So this album really has a lot of songs regarding that original sin deception, how it ties to evolution, how it ties to the alien deception, because the same thing we're hearing from channeled beings and aliens during abduction experiences. They tell the same lie that we have come here to help you evolve and to become gods. And that's one of the reasons we can recognize these things as demonic. And there's many others as well, but that's why uh, I got into the original sin because I think that is one of the keys to understanding our reality. Well, you already mentioned space aliens. That comes up on the UFO puzzle. Aliens mm. weather balloons, angels from heaven. A dimensional invasion. Now, could it be true? The Bible's part of the equation. So, the thing is, are you raising the question or are you actually making a statement? Well, in that particular song i'm kind of raising the question and you know some songs are made directly for believers some songs are made for the people on the fence some songs are made for people that are absolutely deceived and and on the other side and i kind of speak to to different people in different situations but that particular uh song was part of a collaboration i did with my good friend joe jordan who is the head of the ce4 research group and the alien resistance and he used to be a big new ager. And over time, he began to collect hundreds of abduction experiences from people. And he began to see a common thread that there were many, many people who claimed to get rid of these things after sometimes decades of being tormented by recognizing them as demonic and rebuking them in the name and authority of Jesus Christ. And so this is powerful thing and he calls it the unwanted piece of the ufo puzzle and this song starts out with his voice clip and is gearing toward those people out there i, I don't want to scare them off you know but i want to ask questions you know we're all in the same boat we're all seeking for truth here right we all want to know what these things are we all should be open to any evidence that comes forth well Look at these hundreds and hundreds of people who have testified that their lives have been changed by confronting these things in the name of Jesus Christ and never to returning. So there's a common thread here and a overlapping universal truths that make this even more of a, a concrete truth that we can see and point out to people if you take enough time to investigate it all. Do you ever get people reacting to you as if you were the space alien and you had two heads? <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, I I get all kinds of reactions, that's for sure, you know. I'm always surprised about how God can take this music and reach people on a way that I wouldn't think. You know, I have people like that are like 70 years old contacting me. I love your music. I never thought I'd listen to rap or hip hop, but the message you're saying is on point and I now can connect with my grandkids about a music we both like or something to that effect. It depends on the person. You know, I've, I've had more people, actually a lot of people from the, the Christian community not be negative toward it, but just like, you know, what are you talking about? Why don't you just praise Jesus and, you know, forget about all these other things? What do they have to do with anything? You know, 
my whole point is to spread truth. And there are deceptions and obstacles that keep people who are truth seekers from finding those truths. And my goal is to like try to break down some of those barriers. Not that anyone's going to believe me. I always tell people, don't believe a word that I say, but investigate the claims I'm making for yourself and, and test these things and see if you come to the same conclusion. Cause I'm not the only one coming to these conclusions. This is a, a lot of people that have changed their lives and had similar stories and journeys like myself. Well, here's something that I've been wondering about as we've been talking. Have you ever had a topic you thought might be just too extreme to cover? Um, yeah, I mean, there's probably some topics that I, I definitely wouldn't talk about, but I mean, if it's something I feel called to do, I don't think it's you know off limits as long as it's dealing with the truth, dealing with the reality that's happening, and bringing people either closer to God or or helping them, you know, see a deception that's keeping them from uh, becoming closer to God. So there's a lot of subjects you know that are out there that I could make music about, but I mean you know when I set out to do music, I pray and I just want to be led by the Spirit. These are the things that come out, and, and if whatever God wants me to do, I just leave it up to Him as far as His will to lead me and give me the words to say. The way I've been talking makes it sound as if Destiny Lab is always out in left field, but Naturally Selected has the song, He's the One, and the song dives into faith. What makes the song really stand out for me is that it flips between worshiping God in the chorus to showing our flaws in the verses. So is there like a conflict between our lives and our faith? Well, I mean, none of us are good enough, right? Like Paul says, you know, I set out to do the things that I know are right, but each day I choose the things that I I know are wrong and, and still do those things that are wrong. You know, it's like, and I think that's a lot of us is we can have the best of intentions, but none of us can be good people. And why is that? Why are we still sinners? You just got to be honest with yourself to realize, you know, that's why Christ came to die for our sins is because we couldn't be good enough, that we couldn't be gods on our own through some sort of works or some sort of, you know, ritual, secret ritual knowledge or whatever it may be. There's no secret knowledge. There's no DMT trip or ayahuasca journey that's going to bring you to salvation because you're still a sinner. And the gospel message is so easy, I think, and so simple that uh, I think a lot of people are looking for something much more complicated, you know, filled with signs and wonders and whatnot. And there are wonderful signs and wonders that God does bring to you, but a lot of them are personal. You know, you've got to pray, God, reveal yourself, Jesus, reveal yourself in a way that makes sense to me. So Destiny Lab had two albums in 2010 then Naturally Selected came around in 2012. But then it took eight years for the follow-up. Shift your paradigm. Why the big wait? Yes, there's uh, a lot of things that happened to both myself and genetics during that time. You know, and whether that was the enemy attacking us, trying to discourage us. You know, genetics went through a, a divorce. I had my house burned down. Uh, lost my business. And we were both kind of just starting over. And Destiny Lab was always kind of just a part-time thing for us. It wasn't something that we 
pursued to do full-time as a uh, career. This is something that was actually costing me money. I was giving away more CDs than I was selling, but it was something that I was called to do. It was something I felt convicted to do. This is my ministry. And so uh, I we stuck with it, and I had still was making music on the side, but I wasn't getting a lot of new beats from genetics with all everything that he was going through. So there's a number of different things that kept us on hold, but this last album should have been released several years ago, and some of the songs on it were made a few years ago. But now that I look back on it, I think it's almost all in perfect timing that it came out in October 2020 because 2020 was the year that so much of the stuff was being even more externalized to the masses, and we've really seen opportunities for more interviews like this and, and just more people uh, reaching out to us about the music. And, and so it's just really been a blessing on God's timing. Well, the band made a strong comment about shift your paradigm, the censorship and hypocrisy in one-sided fake news, leftist media and evil elite who are running big tech and controlling the social media have now moved to a new level to keep patriots and the truth seekers from even communicating. Now, Mm -hmm. that comes across as being left or being liberal as being a negative. But, I mean, 2,000 years ago, wouldn't Christ have been considered left-wing because he was a liberal? Well, the word liberal is one of those catchphrase words that can mean different things to different people. You know, I mean, I'm liberal about some things. I'm liberal about, you know, my love for my family. I, you know, give that openly and... Uh, it's kind of like the word socialist, you know, it's like, we're social as a family. My family is a socialist system. Everything that I have, I give to everyone else. And, you know, so there's certain words and terminologies that become bad words, so to speak. But I think, you know, each subject needs to be looked at as its own thing, you know, and we can't be caught up with being set up in categories you know that's kind of what the enemy wants to do is the red versus blue black versus white straight versus gay all these paradigms they want to set up and have us conflict with you know the the hegelian dialectic the us versus them order out of chaos this is what the enemy loves and uh, we need to realize that we're all one race and we're all one people under god and uh god's children made in the image of god We have a lot more in common than what we have against each other. So I think we need to wake up because things are headed in the wrong direction. That's for sure. I mean, nobody can know the time or hour, but it sure does seem like we're living in the season of the end times. So that's how the song Order Out of Chaos came to be. Uh, Correct. Yes. Talks a lot about just those things, you know, the Agalian dialectic, you know, they want to create a problem get a reaction from us and then provide the pre-made solution that they've made up way before the problem ever started. They're setting out to create these problems because they want to eventually bring you to the solution, you know, and the solution being more government control and eventually a one world dictatorship, more, uh, you know, technological control over your lives through fear. They create these fears. So people willy nilly give up all your freedoms it's crazy to see it happen, but at the same time, it's just like we know it was going to happen, right? We, this is prophecy. We knew these things would unfold at some point, so uh, we shouldn't be that surprised, really, that good has become bad and bad has become good. 
and we're seeing it unfold right in front of our eyes. Here's a line from the title track of Shift Your Paradigm. First-hand witness to the times and the miseries. No denying all the signs and conspiracies. We poured out our hearts and urged you to listen, implored you to think to make the right decision. So the question is, do people want to change? That's a good question. You know, and I think a lot of people don't want to change, even though they know deep down it is true. But there are many people who are open to change. And there's people right on the fence. There's people in all parts of their journey. And we can never know or anticipate what that's going to be. That song in particular is kind of almost made for a future people. Like, you know, if there was a time where it became a one world government system, you know, or once it does get to this point where there's an antichrist system, the mark of the beast, and this is so externalized that there is no doubt anymore. This song is for those people at that point. You know, we tried to witness to you. We poured our hearts out to you and tried to get you to see these things, but you just refused. And so this this is where you're at now. And so this song is for those in that point, just kind of it's speaking to. But yeah, that's just, uh, I have a couple different songs like that as well. There's a song called Evolve or Die, which is kind of like that as well. For sure. Well, Ark, I'm going to put you on the spot for this last question. I'm going to give you three words, confrontational, conversational, or controversial. Which of those would best describe Destiny Lab? Well, I would hope all three in a way, but yeah, I mean, I want to create a conversation though, is what I would hope to be. I always tell people I want to be a link in the chain and I want to spark that that curiosity spark that interest and for somebody to take the next step and pick up a Bible and investigate the word of God and what it has to say. And that's the goal is just like, you know, the sower planting your seeds and they all fall in different soils. They all fall in different hearts. There's an amazing video on my YouTube channel called Christian versus Satanist rap battle. And I had a guy coming at me in a uh, forum one time. I used to share my music in different forums. And this was in a sound click forum called the garbage can where you could just share anything. And every time I would share a Christian based song, this guy would just come at me. Oh, this Christian nonsense and drop all this horrible language and just antagonize me, you know, and I tried to always kill him with kindness and be nice. And then he finally he came back to me, okay, let's do a rap battle then and solve this once and for all, <laughs> whether it's God or Satan or whatever. And I've never been necessarily a rap battle type person, but this was going to be a, uh, a recorded type thing. And so I, I kind of prayed about it and I just felt kind of convicted. Like there's a lot of people in this forum. Maybe it may not speak to him, but it might speak to someone else, you know? So I, I went ahead and did it and I approached it with a loving heart toward him and he came back after through email saying, dude, I don't know what's happening to me right now. Literally, I like up at night crying. I'm on my knees on my bed asking God for forgiveness right now. God spoke to me through all this. And this guy ended up turning from all those evil ways because of this one song, you know, and it wasn't me. It wasn't my lyrics. This was just the Holy Spirit in that perfect timing. If he's acting this game, but really he was desperately hoping for someone to sit down and share the gospel message with him, to take the time to tell him that God loves you, 
and I ended up sending him a Bible and I ended up doing actually four songs with him about kind of his journey and progression in, in life. And uh, it was absolutely incredible. What an impact. Yeah. Eric, thanks so much for this talk about Destiny Lab. I really appreciate this. Thank you so much. It's been a pleasure and a blessing, and um, I just truly appreciate it.